You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Janovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. I have to tell you at the moment that I'm recording this that my cat is being a little needy. She's actually crawled up on my shoulder, and I'm holding her like a little baby as I record this. She was sitting in my chair, and when she heard my voice, she crawled up on the table and then up on my shoulder and hasn't let go. And so today's message (laughs) includes both of us. Today I want to discuss an esoteric concept from the East called witness consciousness. It's also been referred to as the observer effect. In NLP and psychology, we refer to it as the third person perspective out of the five perceptual positions. And I have to say, as I'm discussing this right now, it almost feels as if I've talked about this before in another podcast episode, but who knows? We all need a refresher, right? So you could think of this as the fly on the wall. As a human being, we have the ability to self-reflect, and that's referred to as self-reflexive consciousness. We have the ability to reflect on and witness our own thoughts, witness our, the, the flow of consciousness in our experience. And so that phenomenon actually brings about a very interesting question. Which part of us is actually doing the observing and which part of us is actually doing the thinking? And then which part of us is actually doing the behaving or the actions But from a meditative standpoint, when we take on the observer position or the witness consciousness, we are actually viewing ourselves from the outside in. Instead of being the thinker of thoughts, we become the observer of thoughts. Thoughts occur within us, but we are not necessarily our thoughts. And so this witness position actually gives us the ability to observe ourselves as an impartial observer. And this gives us a lot of power, a lot of latitude in altering our behavior, assessing our behavior, assessing our thoughts, which ones do we want to keep, which ones work for us, and which ones are erroneous. And when I say erroneous, I mean non-essential. I did not say erogenous. It was funny, when I first heard Wayne Dyer talk when I was 18 years old, he had just released his book, The Erroneous Zones, (laughs) And he was being booked on talk shows, and they thought it was all about sexual zones, the erogenous zones. No, they're the erroneous zones. And we do have thoughts that are completely erroneous, that aren't necessarily ours. They've been programmed. They're the outside world, their cultural conditioning, their parental conditioning, their erroneous thoughts. They're not necessarily valuable to our experience of life. Now, the witness position can not only have us observing our thoughts, but can also observe our interactions with others. You can kind of think of, you know, what it would be like if you were having a discussion with your partner or a friend or a coworker, 
and you had conflict. As an impartial observer, a fly on the wall, you could observe your behavior, your stance, your position, your verbiage, and you could also take a look at your the other person. What is the dynamic between the two? Is there a winner and a loser? Because a lot of people are involved in these discussions trying to be right. I'm, I have the right view or the correct position. You're wrong. And what's interesting is whenever we take this third position, this fly-in-the-wall position, this observer position, typically we can see that both sides have some merits. Both sides have a point of view. And sometimes neither one of them right. But in looking at the dynamic, in looking at the situation from this third party or third position, this witness position, the fly on the wall, can I say it enough different ways? When you look at it from this this external point of view, it gives you a lot of information that is not available when you're only looking at things through your eyes or even when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Now, that is a leap When you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, adopting their beliefs, adopting their stance, attempting to look at the world and look at you through their eyes. What is it like for them to deal with you? So this witness position is actually an easy position to take because our consciousness can go wherever you send it. Most people never think to put it there. So how do we how do we begin exercising this witness consciousness? Well, you simply ask the question, what would it be like, if you're looking at a relationship dynamic, what it would be like to experience this if I was a fly on a wall? If I was an impartial observer sitting off to the side or possibly behind a a two-way mirror, they could not see you, but you could see them. And from this third-party position, what observations can you make? What information is now available to you that would not be available if you were in e- either one's shoes? I want to make sure that I don't gloss over something I said, and that is from this witness consciousness, it is an impartial observer. So if you have any emotional response, you're not in the role of the third perceptual position, this witness position, this observer, the fly on the wall. See, you do not have a vested interest in it as an observer. You're simply taking an assessment. You're looking at all the available information. You're just observing. You see, typically when we look at things through our eyes, as if it's happening to us, we cannot, or it's difficult for us to not impart some type of judgment on it or to be activated by it on another level, to have an emotional response. So again, as an observer, There is no emotion. You're just looking at the situation. When you reflect on aspects of your past as an impartial observer, you're just taking an assessment. It is what it is. It happened the way it happened. There's no judgment. Now, I'm going to be talking about how to utilize this on a deeper level in a couple episodes from now, but how to actually use it in a self-reflective practice But right now, I just want to introduce you to the witness consciousness, the observer effect. And just for clarity's sake, I'll talk about the five perceptual positions. Now, first position is looking at the world through your eyes, looking at other people through your eyes, passes through your judgments, your assessments, your values. It's there's a lot of information that is lost there. The other, the second perceptual position is a leap in consciousness where you can actually put yourself in somebody else's shoes. 
look at you through their eyes, experience the world through their eyes, with their beliefs, with their values, considering their history, their point of view. This possession naturally lends itself to being empathetic, understanding another person's point of view, actually getting in touch with what is it like for them to deal with you, to be with you. Is it a joy? Is it not so much? Third perceptual position, like we've already said, is the fly on the wall, the witness position. The fourth perceptual position is more concerned with systems or themes. Imagine yourself on the fourth floor of an office building overlooking a plaza. Now, there's lots of different things going on down in the plaza. There's a cafe. There's, there's someone delivering the mail. There's, there's a bicycle that's riding through the, the crowd. There's a couple in the cafe. They're having a conversation. There's another couple on the, on the bench, and they're having a conversation. And you can kind of see the interplay of all these different dynamics going on. While if you're in any one of the other person's shoes, you wouldn't have that same perspective. And again, we'll talk about this more in a future episode, how to apply these different perceptual positions. The fifth perceptual position is the God position, kind of looking at it from an elevated view. When you look at the different dynamics going on in your life, can you glean the lessons, the cause and effect, the bigger picture, the ramifications down the road, the consequences, five, six, seven, ten steps removed? We use the fifth perceptual position when we look back on our past, when we can look at the different intersections and forks in the road, when we made different decisions along the way, different events happened, there were endings and beginnings, and we can look at it and say, if I had not done that, or if that had not happened to me, then I would not be where I am today. And when we can look back on our life, look at the different circumstances, look at how it happened for us, not to us, We can see the broken road that led us to this perfected moment in time, which is the present moment. We have a whole new appreciation for our life and even the upsets, even the detours. In case you're wondering, I'm still holding my cat like a little baby. Her head is resting on my shoulder and I'm pretty sure she's sleeping. She's no longer purring. So that's it, my friend. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>